welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 26. Aim for His Presence. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. In last week's episode, I tried to give an example of what it means when we use the term being with God or in God's presence. My analogy was that it is much like when we are in the presence or holding a newborn baby. The, the newborn cannot communicate with us and we really cannot communicate with the newborn, but the baby knows that we are there. I know that many of us feel lost when we are beginning our communion with God. We don't know what to say or do, but just he just wants to know that we are there. In Psalm 27 and 8, David declares that he would seek God's face to be in his presence because that is what God commands. So today, I want to continue our conversation about seeking the presence of God. Psalms 16, verse number 8, is where I would like for us, or what I would like for us to use as a backdrop for our conversation this evening. And Psalm 16 and 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me, Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. And the first thing that I want to talk about is setting your intention. If we are going to seek God's face, then I think it's crucial for us to know what seeking his face really means. So when we're looking at Psalm 16 and and eight, or when we're looking at Psalms, I'm sorry, Psalms 27, when David is talking about seeking God's face, the Hebrew word there for seeking is bakwesh. And that, that is, that's what seeking means in Hebrew. And that word means to aim at or to practice. So again, from last week, it, that seeking is not like digging, right? Trying to look for something, but it is to aim at or to practice. So when we then look at the word aim, that means to have the intention of achieving a purpose or um, an intention or a desired outcome. So again, to aim is to have the intention of achieving a purpose or attention or desired outcome. So when we are seeking God, we are to have an intention of achieving a purpose, right? So I think that the first and most important thing is that if we are going to seek God's face, we need to understand that that is our intention, David made a declaration about where he was placing his relationship with the Lord. He made a decision 
And his decision was based on what he had learned about God for himself. And there comes a point in each of our lives when we have to make a decision or decide for ourselves where we are placing God. And that decision cannot be based on what your parents' relationship was with God, what your friends' relationships are uh, with God. It has to be your very own decision about where you are placing God in your life. And that decision has to be an authentic decision. The decision itself is not a hard one to make. But it is the actual setting. Where are you going to set God in your life that sometimes is unstable? And the where you are going to set God down in your life can be unstable because a lot of times we think that we really have set God in front of us. Like David said, I have decided that I am setting God always before me. A lot of times we think that we have made that solid decision, that we are placing God, we are setting God before us, and that's where God is. That, you know, um, we, we hear people say a lot of times, God is the head of my life, you know, when they get up to make their testimony in church, God is the head of my life, blah, 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 blah. That statement a lot of times is not true. God is not the head of our lives. We think that, we say it with our mouths, but God said that these, you know, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So a lot of times we, we say it with our mouths. We, we, we think we mean it, but, but we have not set him at that place. So again, I'll say the decision itself is not a hard one to make where we want to place God, but it becomes unstable because of these competing forces in our lives. Are there other things in your life that keep popping up between you and God? To seek God's face requires that you intentionally make him, God, your aim. You have to set your intention. It means that you have to make everyone around you know that God is the object of your attention. He is who you are seeking. In Psalm 27 and 8, David says that my heart says, seek your face. The decision has to also be made from your heart. Your heart, in this sense, is your inner man. That is, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You cannot make this decision just, you know, on a whim. It, it has to be you in totality. All of you must come into agreement that your intention is going to be to seek God. Why? Because all parts of you have to be quiet enough and obedient enough to hear from God. 
You must be able to be quiet in your mind to even perceive the very presence of God. So when you set God as your intention, you must come into full agreement. Your mind, your will, and your emotions that God is who you are seeking. God is your aim. You must also let those know in your life that God is my aim so that people around you can respect when you have set this time aside that you are seeking God because the people around you are going to need to give you that quiet time. You are going to have to quiet your mind. You are going to have to bring your, your will and your emotions to a place where you can set your intentions to seek God, to aim, to listen, to be quiet enough. And if somebody would have told me this 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have been at a deeper place and a better relationship with God. But I did not understand what it meant to seek God. But now I do. And so now my intention is set and I have placed God before me. And I know and understand what that means now. The second thing that I want to, to talk about when we talk about seeking God's face is knowing his position secures your own position. So David said in, in the Psalm that, that he set God before him. Well, if, if I set God before me, that means that God's face is turned toward me. And if I am aiming for God, that means that my face, if I'm seeking him, I'm turned towards him. It means that we have now turned face to face. This rightfully positions God to fully protect me. And he is God. So because he is God, there is no one before him. So if God is turned towards me, there is nothing behind him. And if he is facing me, if anyone comes against me from behind me, or if anyone comes beside me to try to attack me, God is my shield. So when the Lord is properly set in our lives, we are fully covered by him as far as him protecting us. So therefore, he is at our right hand. He is at our side. He is at our side of strength. We have nothing to fear and we should not be shaken. Therefore, when the Bible says we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water, it means that God sustains us. He sustains our life. He provides everything that we need because he is rightfully positioned in our lives when we have set him before us. I set him before me 
He is my intention. I am aiming for him. I know where he is at all times. He is there because it is my practice, right? My aim, my practice to meet with him. We meet, God and I, daily, regularly, and he is constantly there. If you think back to um, the book of Genesis, it says that Adam and Eve met with God, God in the garden. As a matter of fact, when uh, once they had committed the sin, it said that they were aware of his presence in the garden. Genesis chapter 3 says that they could hear the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. And so I ask, can you hear the presence of the Lord? We should be familiar with his presence and be so familiar with his presence that we actually recognize when God enters and when he exits a room. You should know that God is with you and that his angels are surrounding you. And, and I don't know about you all, but I, I can literally be in a service and know when the spirit of God has like come and when he's gone because I'm in tuned with his presence. I know when people are trying to push a service when the presence of God is no longer there and, and now when it's just human effort to try to work up something. But the presence of God is not there. When you have set the Lord before you and you regularly meet with him, again, just like the infant, once you have spent enough time together, you recognize when he's in the room and you know when he's not in the room. Psalms 16 verse 9 says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also rests secure. My third point is this. When you have set the Lord before you, his presence changes yours. Walking every day with God as your aim, as your set intention, with confidence, with knowing that his face is turned towards you and that your face is turned, turned towards him, this, this produces and, and changes you. So, for example, there, there is no way that you can um, wake up feeling depressed and oppressed and go and lay before the Lord and remain oppressed and depressed. Psalm 16 and 9 
tells us about three specific changes when we set the Lord before us. First, David says, because I have set the Lord before me, my heart is glad. And I thought about, I thought about this, this scripture and I meditated on it and the Lord dropped in my spirit um, the videos when the, have you seen the videos of the soldiers who surprise their children when they return home from deployment? This is an example of a glad heart. The, their hearts are glad because their parents are back, right? The one that they believe can protect them, provide for them, love them. The one that's close to them again. Their heart is happy. David said that this is how it feels when we set the Lord before us. So when I wake up or when I find time to go and be in the presence of the Lord, it makes my heart glad because I am with the one that protects me, the one that provides for me, the one I know that takes care of me, and it makes my heart glad. He then says, because I set the Lord before me, my glory rejoices. Everything that within me praises him. And as I studied this, it, it said that your glory actually means that your, your tongue, your everything that is within you. So unlike any other creature that God made, we have the unique ability of expressing the glory of God through our mouths, right? But not only through our mouths, everything about us can express the glory of God. Because when we are blessed, it is evident. We get to share it with others. We, we, can, we can wear, right, the glory of God. It illuminates on our lives. So I'm bursting to share the love of God with others. I want everyone to experience this joy, this peace, this love, to be able to enter into this place of freedom there are times when I, I want to be silent, but Jeremiah says it's like this fire that's shut up on my bones that I want to uh, just let everyone know about my father. I rejoice in the Lord and spreading the news of his goodness, the goodness of Jesus, that I don't want to continue to see my brothers and sisters bound, but I want to find a way to let you know that everything that I'm experiencing in him, you have access and opportunity to it too. So because I have set the Lord before me, my glory rejoices. My glory is my tongue. My glory is his countenance is shining on me. And he wants it to shine on you.
And then finally, David says, because I have set the Lord before me, my flesh shall rest in hope. And I really thought about this and, and it saddens me as I, as I look around sometimes and truth be told that living in this world can be exhausting. I see it on so many faces. People are wearing stress and anxiety. It is causing mental and physical disease. I see people that um, I went to school with, people who are the same age that I am, and they look, I don't want to say twice my age because they would be 100, but they look my age plus 10 years, 15 years. Um, and it saddens me because I know that the joy that I have, I know the peace that I have, they don't have. When I talk to people and they tell me that they have difficulty sleeping at night, um, that they don't experience the peace that I have, or they ask, why are you smiling all the time? Or I thought that you just had brain surgery or, um, you know, all of these, all of these things that I perhaps have gone through or the fact that my sister just died a month ago. How, why am I not, you know, oppressed or depressed or walking around crying? It's, it is because I have set the Lord before me. But people that wear the stress and, and anxiety, this opens the door for evil spirits to attach themselves to their lives. But aiming for the presence of the Lord gives you rest. It gives you rest for your physical body. And because I'm able to rest, because I know God's face is always turned toward me. I know that he is at my right hand. I know that he is my shield. And I can close my eyes at night and rest knowing that everything is under his control. The Apostle Paul said it this way. He is my hope here on earth and he is my salvation. So Paul said that living while I'm living, I'm serving Christ and dying is being with Christ. So I can't lose those who have not set God before them, allow everything else in this world to suck life out of them. So the enemy only comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. He asked us to take my yoke upon you. So in other words, take my teachings, take my practices and learn from me because I'm gentle and humble in spirit. And you will find rest in your lives if you do. Aim for the presence of God every day. Set Jesus Christ as your intention. Make your practice 
to intentionally turn your face towards God's face so that his countenance can shine on you. I have set the Lord always before me. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest and hope. Be encouraged, my brothers and sisters, and know that God loves you and desires to commune with you. Please visit our website at amagohim.com to check out our coaching and leadership development services. You can find me on Instagram at amagohim or join me on Facebook by typing I am a G O. Be sure to like and share our post and make sure you download the Amago podcast. If you check out the notes section, there is a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. As we grow, we continue to add features that will allow you to engage with us. So please email me with some feedback at omegohem at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Until then, we shall be just like him.